Are you ready for the end of the world? This is Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again. Circle of family, circle of friends, a circle of being. Wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. This is Your Community Spirit on Your Community Radio. WDBX 91.1 FM. I believe we have a guest with us here on the radio. Can you hear us, Or? I can. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you too. So we're at the same wavelength. I am at the Midwest Renewable Energy Fair in Custer, Wisconsin. That's exciting. It's energizing, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like... I got to reconnect with all my friends from all over the place, and it's just been really good. And, well, today's the first day. It's a three-day renewable energy fair, and, I don't know, like 15,000 people come here. Things, you know, entertainment, clean transportation. Um, I'll probably be set up volunteering to explain about how electric car chargers they're looking for a volunteer there. And then on Sunday, I'll be doing my workshop about living off-grid. So, so only 15,000 people, no big deal. Yeah. And then, um, of course, it's Wisconsin, so they have solar-powered beer. <laughs> so. I'll have to look into that, where to get myself some solar-powered beer. <laughs> yeah. So... All right, so do we want to get into some of the news, or did you have anything else about the festival itself? No, let's talk about all the weird things that are happening in the world. (laughs) All right, so Antarctica's CO2 level tops 400 parts per million for the first time in perhaps 4 million years. You know, no big deal, first time in 4 million years. Concentration of heat-trapping CO2 pollution in the atmosphere has passed the 400 parts per million threshold in Antarctica for the first time in at least 800,000 years, and possibly as long as 4 million years, scientists reported this week. Now, as we mentioned before, in other parts of the globe, it has topped 400 before, but Antarctica is very remote from all of the pollution that's going on up here, so it takes a while for it to percolate down there. So the new measurements reported by British and U.S. research stations show that every corner of the planet is being affected by the burning of fossil fuels, according to British Antarctic Survey scientists who track environmental changes on the frozen continent. Quote, CO2 is rising faster than it was when we began measurements in the 1980s. We have changed our planet to the very poles, said British Antarctic Survey scientist Dr. David Vaughan, who reported on the readings from the Haley uh, 6 research station. And I mean, that's quite a thing to think about. It, it's very difficult for us to even go to the, uh, to the, these areas in Antarctica because it's such a remote region, it's very cold, it's very difficult to get to, but our pollution is making it there. Independently, researchers with the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration this week also reported a similar reading from the Amundsen-Scott South Pole Station. Before humans started wide-scale burning of coal, oil, and gas in the mid-1800s, the CO2 levels 
had been steady at about 280 parts per million for many millennia. Since then, the concentration has increased in lockstep with fossil fuel combustion, at a rate of about 2.1 parts per million per year. The steady increase means more and more heat is trapped near the surface of the Earth, melting ice caps, intensifying heat waves and droughts, raising sea level, killing coral reefs, you know, the many stories we've been talking about on this show. So 400 parts per million, bad, bad news for the climate, and the humans who live here. Alright, so are you still with us, Or? I think so. <laughs> Alright. So, um, it faded in and out for a second. I am in the boonies of the Northwoods of Wisconsin, but... <laughs> yeah. Like... Um, I understand you are getting record heat where you're at. Yeah. I, um... It was like, I actually um, froze my butt last night because it was 64 degrees when I woke up this morning. <laughs> so, that's the interesting thing about climate change. It's, you know, whatever weather you have, it's extreme where it is. Mm -hmm. And so, Greenland hits a record 74 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, and it always trips my mind. Greenland is the one that doesn't have much green. It's mostly ice. Yeah. So they set, set the melt record as the globe aims, of course, at the highest, hottest year ever. So, last Thursday was hotter than New York City. This was the highest temperature ever recorded there in June in a country covered with enough ice to raise sea levels more than 20 feet. So that's scary. I can't hear you anymore. Oh yeah, I can. I can hear you still. You, I think you faded out for a second again. <laughs> okay. Um, Greenland, in particular, has been shockingly warm this spring. Some parts of Greenland were 36 degrees Fahrenheit or 20 degrees Celsius warmer than normal, meaning warmer than average. So that, and of course you're like, why does it affect us? Well, if Greenland melts, it will raise the sea level 20 feet. Yeah, and even if it takes time to do that whole 20 feet, a few feet is going to have a major impact on all of our lives because of all the cities that would be flooded. Fine. Um. 
what what's exciting for me to be at this renewable energy fair is to get reconnected to all my colleagues from all over the world and also to hear about all the stuff you don't hear about in mainstream news like i mean the hundreds of kilowatts that are being installed in champagne um even though i feel like i'm connected in the industry you know you don't know about things until you actually talk to your friends and colleagues you know yeah so it it's all connected and we're all we're all working on it together so yeah and it sounds like that festival is a pla- great place for people working on it to reconnect All right, so let's get into this next story here. Climate scientists urge Obama to rule out more Arctic oil and gas exploration. Nearly 400 international scientists called on Barack Obama to rule out further expansion of oil and gas exploration in Arctic waters under US control. The letters signed by prominent Arctic marine and climate specialists, including a former member of Obama's own administration, urges the president to rule out any future hunting for oil in the waters of the Chukchi and Beaufort seas. Quote, no new oil and gas leasing or exploration should be allowed in the Chukchi and Beaufort seas in the foreseeable future, including in the next five-year leasing plan. The scientists write in the letter. The letter follows a series of new heat and melting records in the Arctic, which have stunned scientists. Last week it was warmer in Nook, the capital of Greenland as we were just talking about, than in New York City. The Danish Meteorological Society said the 75 Fahrenheit temperature was the second heat record since April and followed a very early start to the ice melt season. In addition to putting the entire Beaufort and Chukchi seas off limits for the next oil and gas leasing offer from 2017 to 2022, the letter urged the administration to consult native Alaskan groups on any further Arctic developments. I mean, gee, imagine that con- contacting the indigenous groups to see what you're going to do in their areas. Uh, that's a novel idea, unfortunately. <laughs> the scientist said in the letter that expanding Arctic marine protection would help counter the effects of climate change. And that is one of those feedback loops that people are concerned about is that if more ice melts in the Arctic and then you are able to access more oil and then you burn more oil and then more ice melts and could create a vicious feedback loop all right enough depressing news let's talk about some good stuff oh yeah there's plenty of good news out there too <laughs> the second largest city in the US is on the verge of becoming 100% renewable growing up alongside the car and electric industry Los Angeles has been long been seen as one of the country's most modern cities. But now, as our collective dependence on power has been found guilty of damaging our water, air and climate, the city is taking steps to be part of a new future, a clean energy future. The city is going to consider a motion this month that would direct the municipal utility to determine how to move the city to 100% renewable energy <laughs> excuse me the motion already has broad support from council members and Los Angeles officials confirmed that the LA 
Water and Power has begun work on the report, which will be developed with research partners, including the Department of Energy. So, um, I don't know if you know that, but Carbondale does have a municipal energy aggregation that is 100% renewables. Doesn't mean everybody has signed up on it, but you can sign up and basically it's bulk energy that is 100% renewable. Yeah. Yeah, so renewable energy is available right here in Carbondale for people who want it. It's kind of amazing to think of Los Angeles, which is, you know, thought of as one of those sprawling metropolises, um, even thinking about doing this. Yeah, it's a very, very energy-hungry, water-hungry city. It's, it's a sort of resource-intensive city, but that's one of the reasons why it's so important for them to make a commitment to getting their energy from clean sources. I mean, over the past few years, L.A. has seen the beginnings of a massive transition, and the city has been responsible for much of it. In one high-profile move, the city spent $57 million to replace traditional streetlights with LED lights. Now, $57 million sounds like a lot, but they're doing it for both clean energy and energy savings, and energy savings means money. It's putting $9 million a year in energy savings back into the city coffers and has reduced CO2 emissions by 60,000 metric tons, which is equal to 8,860 8, homes worth of electricity. Yeah, just by changing the light bulbs. Yeah, just changing some light bulbs. Well, that's only got about a six-year turnaround there. If it's if they earn nine million back a year, then every year after that, it's they're just saving money. <laughs> yeah, that's why I always talk to people. If before you do renewable energy, look at energy efficiency first, because mm-hmm. you can reduce your bill twenty percent, and then you don't need twenty percent as much solar to eliminate your electric bill. Yeah, well, I guess the city of Los Angeles took you up on that advice. First, they put in the LED streetlights. Now they're working on the uh, transition to clean energy. I'm actually on the bid list for the city of L.A., and I bid on a couple projects, but haven't won them. But <laughs> huh. All right, let's get into some of these holidays here. Um Holidays coming up. Oh, Eat Your Vegetables Day is today. Well, I brought a bag of veggies that I bought at the farmer's market, and I was munching as I was driving up here, and I have, what do you call it, sweet peas, carrots, and radishes. I was munching on them. Those radishes are really tangy. It woke me up. I almost started crying this morning eating them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the sweet, then I just popped the sweet pea in, and that, like, calmed my mouth down. Saturday is interesting. It says Go Fishing Day, International Panic Day, International Picnic Day, International Sushi Day, National Hollering Contest Day, National Splurge Day, and World Jugglers Day. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I can pile those together, but I don't see how you could have National, International 
Mechanics Day and International Picnic Day on the same day. <laughs> yeah. They kind of contradict each other. You panic and have a picnic. Maybe you panic in the morning and then the picnic calms you down. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, and bring sushi to the picnic, I guess. Go fishing and get sushi. <laughs> I, wonder, <laughs> I do wonder if those two are related. You could also holler while you juggle to celebrate Hollering Contest Day and World Jugglers Day. So also coming up, we have Father's Day. That's coming up on this Sunday. This is going to be the first Father's Day when I'm actually a father. That'll be an exciting time. Oh, and Monday, Monday is, oh, go Monday, ahead. is Monday is National Kissing Day and World Sauntering Day. So I guess, you know, if someone gives you a kiss, it puts a little saunter in your step, eh? <laughs> there you go. Today, I'm in Wisconsin, eh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Finally, summer day is coming up. The summer solstice. So it is finally officially summer, and it feels like it here in southern Illinois. It sounds like you're getting a getting off the hook there up in Wisconsin, but here it was in it was. I don't think it quite reached a hundred in actual temperatures, but it was upper nineties, and it felt like it was, you know, hundred and ten or whatever. Last few holidays, we've got ice cream soda day, go skate day. International Yoga Day, National Chocolate Eclair Day, and National Columnist Day. And June, of course, is Gay Pride Month, National Fruit and Vegetables Month, and Turkey Lovers Month. Hmm. This weekend. All right, so yeah, let's get into some of these happenings for the weekend. This is a big one. We've been talking about it on WDBX before. Live on Main with Aaron, Cam, and Nikki Hill. It's coming up tonight at 8 p.m. at Monroe Street right next to City Hall. Now, if you're not familiar with it, if you missed the one last year, uh, they, the Carbondale Music Coalition, they shut down a block and they put on this huge music show and everybody in town shows up and it's a free show. Uh, the gates open at 6 o'clock. Uh, 7 o'clock is the first act, Nikki Hill. 9 o'clock is Aaron Cam and the One Drops. For all the details about those bands, you can go to www.carbondalemusiccoalition.com and there is uh, there will be beer, wine, and food available for purchase on the sites. And they don't, out, they don't allow outside alcohol and food and drinks because of that. You, they invite you to come and buy it at the festival itself. So live what other information do you need? It's <laughs> closing down the whole street for a party that's free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wish I was in town. My jet's broken, otherwise I'd be down there and I could be back here. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I sort of laugh whenever I hear people say, oh, there's nothing going on in Carbondale in the summer. Carbondale, you know, I still hear that occasionally, but then I ask myself, do you not know about Live on Main? Do you not know about all of these other things going on? Yeah, the Sunset Concerts. Yeah, they had the first um, Sunset Concert last night, yeah. Yeah, the Wednesday Brown Bag Lunch Music. Um, the first Friday Fairs. Those are all summer, yep. Yeah, I almost Another feel like there's more going on at times. <laughs> yeah, 
New Humanist Forum Sunday at 12.15 at the Carbondale Unitarian Fellowship. Barney Bush will present Finding One's Place in a Creative Relationship with All Living Things. Barney will discuss the myth of common perceptions among various cultures of the earth and how this earth manifests its spiritual truth among all living entities. Is this the real creative process of evolution, courage, confidence, creativity, and communication? Yeah. Yeah. I met Barney before. He's always a powerful speaker. It's coming up on Sunday again at twelve fifteen at Carbondale Unitarian Fellowship. That's part of the New Humanist Forum. Let's see what else we've got coming up. It's continuing the conversation. This is an ongoing series. The next one is on Tuesday at seven PM at the Newman Center. Each week, a group of community members meets on Tuesday night for continuing the conversations. The purpose is to build an interracial community based on listening respectfully to each other's life stories. As we listen to one another, we will be building a community that strengthens our understanding and compassion for one another. Once again, that's coming up on Tuesday at 7 p.m. at the Newman Center, 715 South Washington. And that's, uh, they have some great discussions over there. On Tuesday at 8 p.m. at Guide House, Transpoetic Playground, Summer Solstice. Since September 2009, the freshest spoken word open mic in Soil has turned Carbonell into the city of poets. Poetry, dramatic spoken word, and a very open, creative environment. That is the first and third Tuesday at the Guy House at the corner of 51 and Grand in Carbondale. Yes, you are invited. Sounds good. I always have a good time over there. Also coming up, the Downtown Community Farmer's Market. This is happening on Wednesdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Downtown Carbondale on the 200 block of Washington Street. Why, that's right outside of our doors here at WDBX. It's an exciting time. They shut down the block and they have a big uh, farmer's market. It's a good time. Yeah, that's where I picked up the sweet peas I'm eating now. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, they've got, you know, all sorts of local foods and other things going on at the farmer's market. Definitely worth checking out. And you get to check out, you know, right, be right by WDBX here, too. See where all the magic happens. Look up and see well, the DBX, DBX organizes the music there. I mean, it's, it's pretty awesome because, it, like, they close the whole street. Yeah. Uh, again, it's a street party of music okay but comes with the music you get food yeah fresh food you get to talk to the farmers you get to interact with uh scratch brewery and try some ginger beer and you get to get get freshness directly from the people who make it yes you get to freshen Um, up your day on wednesdays (laughs) yeah speaking of food Shannon Harris is doing a presentation called Edible Wild Plants on Wednesday right after the Farmer's Market at 7 p.m. at the Carbondale Township Hall. And that's at 217 Main Street. Um, I, that's the building where you come in the back door. 
Yeah, they have during for these programs. You come in the back entrance uh, around back. They have a parking lot around back, and you come in the back entrance. The Tupelo chapter of Wild Ones Native Landscapers will present a program on edible wild plants on Wednesday, June 22nd, at the Carbondale Township Hall. Presenter is local expert Shannon Harms. On Sunday, June 26th, Shannon will host a re related garden tour at her property in Carterville. For more information, contact Ruth Kelly at 684-2196 or Shannon Harms at 559-6914. Yeah, and I like that combination because you get to go to the presentation and learn about the wild edibles. And then on the 26th, you get to go out to the garden tour and see some of the wild edibles and the things that are being gardened as well. So Yeah. All right, and this is uh, this last one we've got. We're actually finishing the show slightly early. We're, we're on the ball today. Uh, this last one is a mark your calendar. It's the Peace Mural Celebration. It's coming up on Saturday, July 9th at 11 a.m. at the Labyrinth Peace Park. So this it's going to be a celebration of the amazing new mural by Beth Martel, and it's I've I've really enjoyed seeing this mural come together. It went up in stages, so every time I would go by the lab in the Peace Park and Guy House, there'd be something new and beautiful on the wall there. So now there's this great great big new mural, and they're going to have a party to celebrate it. Um, if you liked anything we talked about on this show. Please email us, info at yourcommunityspirit.org, and we can email you, you know, the, the, basically everything we talked about with the links to more information. And if you want more information from the show, I'm at the Midwest Renewable Energy and Sustainable Living Fair in Custer, Wisconsin. There's over 250 workshops and over 200 vendors. And if you would like more information about anything renewable energy related, sustainable gardening and farming and organic farming, um, go to theenergyfair.org and let me know if you want me to pick you up something from one of the vendors or go to a particular workshop and pick up some information. Um, Again, the radio email is info at yourcommunityspirit.org. Yeah, you can experience the fair vicariously by talking to her about it and having him go to workshops and such. That sounds like such a great fair. I do need to make it up there eventually. I still haven't been. Maybe next summer will be the summer. <laughs> yeah, um, I was walking through the Clean Car Expo. And they have this one that, what are they called? The doors that open like wings. Oh, yeah. They had one that was a four-door like that. And it looks just, you know, you think Batmobile with oh. it. But it gets 260 miles to the gallon equivalent. Oh. Of course, it's all electric. Oh. And so, and then there's somebody here who converts motorcycles to all electric. Um I don't know. I, I, as much as I spend all my time studying and educating myself about uh, renewable energy and sustainable trans gardening and, um, you know, 
sustainable transportation, I always learn something new at this fair. Uh, good deal. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Well, we will see you again next week on the radio. In the meantime, enjoy all that wonderful sunshine out there and try to stay cool. Or if you're in Wisconsin, try to stay warm at night. <laughs> <laughs> stay energized.